Welcome to the Connection Club podcast. I am Katie Wren. I am a wife, a mom to a beautiful baby girl, bonus mom to a beautiful teenage daughter, and successful business owner. I am so excited to connect with you. Sometimes we need to disconnect from the world to reconnect with ourselves. So I am super grateful to be on this journey with you so we can connect together as a community. Welcome back, Connection Club, all my connection people. Happy Tuesday. I hope you're all having a beautiful, blessed day so far, whatever it is that you're doing. And welcome to week 10, I think it is. I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of beautiful messages and all of the excitement around when we had Luke on last week's episode and a lot of you have reached out demanding more from us both. And I think we will do some stuff um, in the near future as this season wraps up over the next maybe four weeks. I may have him on again, but I need a little persuading from you guys. So let me know what is it that you really liked about the last episode with him and maybe we can dive in a little bit more on different topics and stuff. But if you really, really want more of my husband's energy, I totally recommend getting involved in his coaching group. I mean, right now it's $67 a month and you get access to him through live Q and A's and live Facebooks. He's doing, like I said, on the podcast this week, uh, last week that he is doing a whole week dedicate dedication to relationships, which is really, really interesting. Some of the content is eye-opening. So just head over to LukeRenResults.com and sign up and you can just be in proximity of him more and more. And like you guys love these weekly podcasts, you'll get his daily lives in there. So I highly recommend it if you want a little bit more of Luke's energy. And of course, I'm going to shout out what my husband's doing. I mean, I'm his number one supporter. So of course, I'm going to do that. So right, let's dive in. I am really excited about this episode because a lot of you guys have really enjoyed learning the backstory of of really who Katie is. And a lot of you guys was uh, messaging me, gosh, like, gosh, I never knew that about you. And listen, there's so much more even to each episode when I do the connecting back parts. I don't share a lot of it because we would be here for hours and you'd be bored of me. (laughs) So I want to kind of pick it back up to the moment that me and Luke met. It was um, definitely an interesting time. And the thing is about the selection process when you're meeting somebody is to really get clear on what it is that you want. So when the relationship broke down with my ex-husband, I really got had to get clear on what it is that I wanted. And like I've said in the past, I'm such a relationship person. I don't do being single very well. Like I can be on my own. I'm very capable of being on my own. I'm very independent. And Lake has definitely picked up on that trait. (laughs) I'm very independent, but I love sharing my life with somebody. And I love sharing all the experiences that, that I get to have in my life. And, you know, what's the point in having all of this? I don't even know what to call it, but (laughs) this beautiful gift that I have with working with this company and what I'm able to do with it, like, I want to share that with somebody, you know, I really decided and really got clear on what the type of person I really wanted for my future, what I wanted as a husband and a father and a friend and everything else in between. And I really decided that I wanted somebody who was taller than me, 
because a lot of the time I would go for people who are the same height as me, if not smaller. I don't know why, that they would be into their health and fitness, that they were into personal development, that they are driven, but also very, very loving and caring, that they would, you know, know how to meet my needs and I know how to meet theirs and that we would, you know, travel the world, have fun, have a family and, you know, just the, the, the core principles and the core values would align. So it was really interesting when I met Luke, he'd, I mean, we could go on this story another time, but I won't go into too much detail. But when we met, he had kind of decided that he was done in relationships or done with just dating women, should I say. Some of his dating stories are epic. I mean, I keep making fun saying you need to write a book or something because it's so good. Like they're brilliant. We get crazy sometimes, don't we ladies? But he kind of written off women and then I popped along and he was one of the first people I reached out to when things started to break down and there's a number of people, but he was one of them because I wanted to get things from a male perspective on what the, the best approach is to tackle this, you know, this situation. And look, this is all a long story short, but when I reached out to him, you know, I, I was lost and I just didn't know what to do. And he just gave me a couple of tips of advice saying, basically just go and work on myself and read these two books. And the two books were The Five Love Languages and Man's Search for a Meaning. And he said, there's nothing you can do, just go away and work on yourself. And I'm very coachable. If someone tells me to do something, I'll do it. And I took on Luke's advice and went and did that. And after a couple of months of, I mean, the my ex-marriage, it was kind of breaking down for six months. And then when it got to the point of it breaking apart, when I look back, I really see why it happened and why it did that and how I was able to move on to dating people pretty quickly. I mean, it was a good f- maybe four or five months before I started dating again. But then that's when Luke came along and I, I really decided that this is somebody who I could see spending the rest of my life with. As I was dating other people, I realized what I wanted more and more in a person. And I needed someone on my level as well. My level of not so much intelligence, but just the personal growth that they've gone through and the understanding. And because Luke had been through a divorce before, he knew exactly what I was going through. And I don't think he wanted to sign up for that class. He knows what divorce brings and the recovery time and the recovery process of what divorce is. And even, you know, the death of somebody, the grieving process of death and divorce is the same, is the same thing. And he didn't know if he wanted to get involved in that journey. But as he got to know me, he saw this version that I am today, the person who's connected with themselves and knows exactly who they are and exactly what they want and you know, just wants to have fun in life and not take things too seriously. Just don't get involved in negativity unless, you know, someone needs our help. Then of course, we're going to be there for them. But just Luke ticked a lot of the boxes and I'd met him earlier on that year and just thought he was a really cool person. I didn't have any, you know, instant attraction or love at first sight or anything like that. I just thought he was a really cool person. And later on that year, when we got talking, I really wanted to go out to the United States and visit him not just him, but, you know, do some, do some stuff in the States and build business. As we talked about me coming over there, he ended up in Siesta Key in Sarasota, just south of Tampa in Florida, which is where we actually live now. 
he ended up with some friends there and <laughs> he was like after we've been talking for a couple of months and facetiming and really getting to know each other and we really had an understanding of what each other needed and wanted from a from a partner in a relationship we know we had those conversations and obviously what you say in the beginning <laughs> doesn't always necessarily happen later down the line and it's just a, sometimes we just got to remind ourselves of when we start off in a relationship it's all new and it's exciting and you do anything for that person and if they ask if I asked Luke to take out the trash she'd probably be like yes darling of course I will you're amazing and now I have to nag him five times to do it you know so I remind I try to remind myself sometimes to be the person that he first met because that's usually the best version of yourselves where you just let go and be and be all of the positive emotions because you want to impress that person and we should never really stop impressing our spouses or our boyfriend or girlfriend or life partner whatever you want to call yourselves we should never stop impressing them so this today is a reminder to you to keep on impressing them like you did in the beginning so anyway, he invited me over to Siesta Key. And again, I'm missing a lot of in, in detail parts about this, that if Luke would be listening to this, he'd be like, you missed this out and you missed this out. The difference between Luke and I is that he is very detailed orientated with his stories. And when he tells me things, he goes into all the details possible. And I see that in faith a lot too. Um, myself, I kind of skip all the details and just get straight to the point and get straight to the story this happened this happened done and he's like no there's so much more in between I'm like okay you tell the story then I do actually like his version more but yeah he invited me over to Siesta Key um he was visiting friends um but at the time I didn't have my passport it was being changed back into my maiden name from my previous married name so I'm like well, it's supposed to come on Monday or oh, sorry, Friday on a Friday. And I said, I could maybe fly out on Tuesday just to give myself a little bit of a bigger window in case, you know, I don't get it or something. It was like, cool, cool, cool. We'll, we'll book the flight, book the flight. And I'm like, so I go online and start looking at all the flights and they were super expensive. I'm like three grand for a flight. Are you kidding me? And I said, I'm not paying that. He was like, what are you talking about? I've, I've been online and it's like $600. I'll buy the flight for you. And I replied with, oh my God, I cringe when I even think about this. I replied back with, oh, well, I only fly first class or business. I sound such an idiot when I say that. Traveling on a plane is one of the most uncomfortable places for me to be. So if I'm going to fly international, I have the money, I have the luxury, I'm going to fly business or first class. Like, come on. I was like, screw it. I just booked it anyway. And I spent five days in Tampa and as I landed he met me at Tampa airport. And again, there's so many more details missing from this, but he picked me up in his, in his friend's Bentley because he was visiting, didn't have a car. And I thought I literally landed the jackpot. I'm like, hello, a Bentley coming to pick me up from the airport. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> I was pretty excited at the time. And he was stood there with a bunch of flowers and I made sure that I was looking all pretty and had my cute little shorts on and little boots on and a really cute top. And I got off the plane and made sure I went to the bathroom to, you know, freshen myself up a little bit. And it looked like I just literally got out of a makeup artist session. <laughs> but I didn't care. I just wanted to, you know, impress him so much. And he was like, you've flown eight hours and you look, you look like that. And I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> you know, I went to the bathroom on the plane and made sure that I was looking on point, ready to meet him. 
you know, we spent several months FaceTiming and talking every day. Sometimes it was like four hours a day we'd be on FaceTime and I wouldn't get anything done, but I was just so excited about this person. Yeah, so picking me up from the airport, he had a bunch of flowers and he gave me a kiss and, and we got in the car and, he, and we drove, oh, what was it? Oh, like an hour to Siesta Key. The whole time he had his palm on my leg. After a while, he started to like get a little bit clammy and sweaty and I'm just like, oh God, please get off my leg. And if you know our love languages, his is touch and he's like a monkey. He needs to be like, touched all the time or like literally hang off your shoulder like it's just the type of person he is and that's okay like there's nothing wrong with it unfortunately my last love language comes at the very bottom is touch like I I'm not bothered about being touched I'm happy to sit there on the sofa by myself and be fine with not being touched if I didn't sit next to him or touch him or cuddle him or anything he would melt down like he would feel so unloved so when he's touching me on my leg and obviously I'm new to all of this love language stuff. So I'm, you know, kind of getting used to the whole idea of these different love languages. And I didn't know what his were at the time. I think, I don't know if I knew, but it's still, you know, it's, it's practice. It is practice, especially if his top one is your bottom one. I mean, come on, (laughs) polar opposites. And he's got his palm on me, he's touching me and I'm just like, oh my God, please get off me. Like, but it was fine. Um, we got to Siesta Key and we ended up staying in our friend's $30 million oceanfront house on the, oh my God, it's just incredible. And if you guys have seen our wedding pictures or engagement pictures or anything, it's beautiful. The most beautiful house I've ever witnessed in my life. And he let us stay there for the night and we we had some champagne. We you know hung out in the hot tub and you know the rest is history as they say. <laughs> for that night. Anyway, that was probably the best first day or the best day I had ever been on. It was just so much fun, but just in the same sense, I got to be myself and just be goofy and silly. And we just really had a good time and connected. And then the next morning we woke up, his hair is just like out by, I don't know what you would even call it. It just microphone fuzz. I don't know. (laughs) Stuck out in every direction. We're both hung over to hell. But it was really good. And then a couple, you know, I can't remember the the moments in between that, but the next moment that was kind of really insightful was the point where we all had a few little bits of drink and things got a little bit silly. And I remembered that it would have been my first year at the wedding anniversary. And it really hit me a little bit, the fact that I was divorced and you know, we would only we were only married six months. It didn't work out, and here I am in Siesta Key dating somebody else, and I freaked out. I honestly freaked out. I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like, this is too soon, and blah blah blah. And he, as he's come to learn over the years, I when I'm faced with something or I'm struggling with something or worried about something or stressed or whatever, I close down, which is the worst thing ladies you can do is close down as we learned last week. I closed down massively and obviously he's very sensitive to energy and emotions. He knew straight away that something was wrong and he was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, nothing, 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 nothing. We like to do that ladies, right? We want them to guess. (laughs) It's not their job to guess. It's our job to tell them. Like, obviously I know that now, but at the time I wanted him to guess and it kind of went south very quickly. I laugh because it's so funny, but looking back, 
I don't know where the conversation was leading to or, uh, or how it got to this point, but he basically told me that he loved me after maybe three days of dating each other officially. Well, if just even dating him was going to scare me, then what do you think the L word was doing to me? So of course I ran and I'm not saying that just hypothetically. I know I physically ran away from him. I just got up and I started running down the lane. I don't know where I was going, but I sure wasn't going to stay in that uncomfortable position of someone telling me that they loved me after a few days of only meeting them. And I verbally let him know that. And I turned around to him and I said, what the hell is wrong with you? You can't love someone after three days. Whilst I was running, he was running after me <laughs> going, get back here, you crazy bitch. I love you. I'm laughing. Honestly, I'm dying. Oh, I just remember it so well. Don't tell me what to feel. I know if I love someone and I love you. Anyway, I don't know what happened after that. All I know is probably giving me a big bear hug after it. We both cried because we just connected with each other so amazing, but I got so scared and I got in my head and I really didn't want to hurt again. So yeah, we, we kind of moved past that that point and spent the next couple of days, you know, getting to know each other more and uh, went on a couple of dates, just me and him and John and Victoria were in town as well. So we had some fun with them and it was beautiful. It was a great experience. And I, when I look back, I really did start to fall in love with him right there and then, but I just didn't want to admit it to myself. I think I came back home for a couple of weeks and I actually told my parents that I was going to do some social media stuff for for a friend that I knew in the business because <laughs> I didn't want anyone to know that I was doing this because it, it is a big leap of faith going to a different country to date somebody. You're basically opening up a very interesting chapter because it isn't easy dating long distance, like let alone opposite ends of the, the same country you live in, let, let alone a different one. So I knew that we would have challenges ahead of us and I didn't know whether I that was truly something I wanted to do and equally, he wasn't sure that he wanted to date somebody who had, had just gotten into it or just gotten through a divorce or was going through a divorce, should I say. So we were, you know, figuring things out. And a couple of weeks later, you know, I kind of told my parents that I, I was really excited about this guy. And I flew back over to Minnesota to spend time with him. And it was actually this time four years ago that I flew from Manchester to Chicago and then Chicago to Minnesota. And I was so excited to see him. I brought all of my cute fall clothes with me and I decided to extend that stay for from maybe two weeks to four weeks or something like that. We just had a blast. We went to see a baseball game for the first time and that was really fun. We got to see a hockey game. He, he showed me his town and his house he lived in was just so beautiful and very, very woodland-like area. It was just amazing. I just started to feel more and more deeply like I was falling in love with this person. By the end of the trip, uh, we decided to make it official. I'm like, oh, can I put it on Facebook that we're official? And, you know, you know, social media is these days, right? It's not a relationship if it's not official on Facebook, right? So we made it official and I was super excited. And then December came round and I decided to spend Christmas with him and his daughter Faith and again it was just truly a magical time and we had a blast and then we ended up going to for my birthday we went up to Vail in Colorado to go snowboarding 
there's a whole story in that <laughs> veil trip I, like, I have to say but one of them was on my birthday I'll share this really quickly because you'll laugh on my birthday we went and got all the snowboarding gear we bought bought it all new and I'm, I'm like I haven't used it since and I'm so annoyed because I love it I love snowboarding definitely going to get out there in the in the new year that's for sure but all the new gear and then we celebrated by sitting at the bar and having a couple of drinks with the altitude of Vale, which I don't quite know what the altitude is, but it's pretty freaking high. <laughs> One drink equals three. We probably had maybe three drinks each. And one of them, he had this weird concoction. I can't even remember what it's called, but it, it lit him up. It literally lit him up. And I was on mimosas and we were like, oh God, we better like at least go. We waited at the bar to get the, the bus or the coach, whatever, to take us to the ma- the mountain with all of our gear. But while we were waiting, we were like, oh, we'll just have one. And then one didn- turned into another and then turned into another and turned into another. Before we know it, we are smashed at the corner of the bar. I'm having to wear sunglasses in the middle of the bar because I'm, I look that drunk. It was funny. That he had gone out of his way to plan this whole evening of just beautiful experiences and so we went up to the room you know got something to eat try and sober ourselves up a little bit and he <laughs> he went down to the um, the hotel salon we were staying at the four seasons and he's like oh, i'm just gonna go and get a trim of my hair because i feel a little bit scruffy he comes back and he luke is very particular about his hair because it's so bloody difficult to cut because it just it it just grows straight out so he would have a straight afro if he didn't cut, cut it in a certain way. He, he come back. I was I was not doing well by the, this point. I'd gotten in the bath. I'd thrown up. I was now laying on the bathroom floor with a towel wrapped around me. I was not feeling great. All those drinks and that altitude. I was a goner, honestly. He came back. And I remember being led on the floor. It was like, baby, you okay? And I was like, no, I don't feel good. Like, I'm struggling. He was like, I know, me too. And I looked up, I actually turned around and my head turned. I was led on the floor facing away from him. But I I got up and turned around and looked at him. And I was like, I mean, what happened? And he went, what do you mean? I was like, what happened to your hair? And he went, now the, with the look on your face, it, I know that it's terrible. I thought it was it was bad, but not this bad. I mean, I was in such shock on how bad his haircut was. It looked like G.I. Joe, a full-on square buzz cut. Oh my God, he just doesn't suit that look at all. So I, I literally fell to my knees laughing. It was like, it's not funny. She's ruined my hair and it cost me $150 to have this he was so upset anyway he had planned this night to have this chocolate cake delivered to the corner of the bar and everyone would be singing happy birthday to me you know going down to the bar and then we would go on to this other restaurant and this after party this is what he had planned it was like five hundred dollars a ticket for all of this stuff and I was throwing up I was really struggling and he was like we're not going to get out tonight, are we? And I was like, I'm so sorry, but I've had the best day ever. Just know that. Anyway, long story short, he got the cake delivered to the room and he sung happy birthday to me and we watched the fireworks, the New Year's Eve fireworks out from our balcony, looking over the, over the Vale Mountain. And it was just truly a beautiful experience. And we flew home and we were just on cloud nine. 
And then something weird happened. Don't worry, not between me and Luke, but something weird happened in the sense of my body now started to catch up with all the emotions that had happened maybe 10 months ago. My health took a significant dive. And I would say this hit really in the March. And I started to notice things go on in my body. And this is the thing that I want you guys to really just reflect and think about is just the way that we put so much pressure on ourselves and we really suppress emotion and and we really tell ourselves stories and all of these things we tell ourselves, our body absorbs literally is energy and that energy can be stored. Obviously, food contributes to it, but the way and words that you tell yourself all interconnects into your body and that energy you feel, like you feel that energy and it's not good for your body. So all of the the stress and the stories and the words and the hurt and the suppressed emotion was trying to get out of my body. My body was trying to heal itself. My thyroid took a huge dive. I remember taking I'd seek to doctor who I, who I will give a huge shout out to because he really changed my life is Dr. Nigel Eccles and he's got a practice on Harley Street. I reached out to him after going to a conference, said to him, I'm not in good shape. I approached him. I said, my legs keep swelling up. I am tired all the time. I can't function. I can't think. I feel really fatigued. I was like, even though I get like 12 hours of sleep, I'm still tired. Like I, I really need help. So he sent me some blood tests when I went back out to Minnesota. I did the tests and stuff and it went back and my adrenals were just completely shot. They couldn't handle any stress, excitement, nothing. My thyroid had took a dive and my overall energy just was gone. And Paul Luke had to really support me and be there through it. And again, with this is still going through the emotion of the divorce. You know, I'm still trying to file paperwork from my ex that is being delayed because of trying to serve him with papers. And I'm like, dude, you wanted this, just sign the freaking papers. Like, what is the big deal? It was, you know, it was a difficult, I would say 10 months really, and just wrapping all of that up. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to put this on, on Luke, you know, six months into our relationship, you know, but he was really there for me and uh, my legs just would swell at any opportunity. I couldn't wear heels anymore because that would just bring all the fluid down into my legs. You know, my mood had changed. I was grumpy. I was less excited for sex. I just really felt everything just change and it it wasn't a good feeling. So I got on some supportive supplements and some supportive hormone supplements as well. And I swear that my husband is incredible. Every day for a, a really long time, not just once, in a while, but every day he would massage the the fluid out of my legs as so we'd spend an hour on one leg and an hour on the other every day for a really long time. Not many men would do that at all. And I remember going to Australia and we was on our friend's couch and he said, come here, give me your legs. I took a picture of it. I, I cherish that moment because he's there again, rubbing my legs and obviously travel on my body is tough, especially with those things going on. But with having the blood tests and and everything coming back really well, my doctor told me if you wasn't on 
Juice Plus, the the product that I've been taking for eight years, is that I don't know where you would be right now. And that scares me. And I'm not saying Juice Plus cured anything or changed anything, but it supported my body through the, the emotional stress I put it through. You know, it helped eradicate inflammation and helped my my body deal with the stress. If I wasn't on it, I don't know what would have happened. And it could have been his words where, you you know, you could have picked up some sort of serious disease because your body was shutting down. And if we want to nip this in the bud, I I fear what may have happened. It's not something you want to hear, right? But, you know, we got it to a point where it wasn't going to develop any further into something serious. So I'm just so thankful for having that support and not only that but just have the income to even afford all of the things that I needed to afford for the supplements and the hormone stuff and and everything else in between it was truly a a challenging time with my health and I will never take my health for granted again I make sure that I really look after myself and I I am going to do another episode and, and just connecting to our body and how we can be healthier so stay tuned for that one that's for sure because I've learned a lot along the way (laughs) So yeah, he was very supportive through that time. And then finally, when we got the divorce paperwork, it was signed and done. It was such a big relief. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can't tell you that feeling when you sign that paper and you're no longer connected to that person anymore. And, you know, like I said, I'd never wish him harm or any ill or anything like that. Nothing but success and happiness and love because we all deserve that, right? But it, it was just such a long, windy road in, in getting divorced. And mine was a pretty clean cut, easy divorce. Or so God knows how other people feel when it's kids involved and assets and money and stuff like that. Like, God forbid, I really pray on those people. So um, our relationship started to grow and we had some challenges. I, you know, dating back and forth from different countries is really hard. And we, you know, we ended up traveling all across the world just to, so we could spend time with each other because we could only spend so much time in each other's countries before, you know, some red flags were getting brought up at immigration. So we'd go to Australia and Dubai and Mexico and um, places in Europe and, you know, anywhere that we could go. I would even fly through different immigration stations through Atlanta and Chicago and Philadelphia, sometimes JFK just so it would be a little bit of a different immigration process and maybe could swing my way getting in again. <laughs> you know, so it definitely put strain on us both. And But the interesting thing, because we were long distance relationship, when we did spend time together, it was like we were living with each other for a period of time. So we really got to know each other. We really, we kind of skipped a lot of chapters in our relationship of the typical dating for couple of days and then we wouldn't see that person for a few weeks and then you'd see them again but we really you know jumped in and immersed ourselves in in the relationship so you know when we would spend time alone you know when we weren't with each other it was a, again you would have to adjust to your life again then when you would go back and see them you'd have to adjust again so it, it was difficult it wasn't easy but we we made it work and we figured it out you know when I moved to the states two two and a half years ago officially it it was a process because we were so used to just seeing each other for a, a period of time. And then, you know, we wouldn't see each other for a while. Now we're living with each other. It became a whole different story. And it was, you know, it was challenging. Our relationship and certainly our marriage is not a traditional one. It's very, very, I mean, everyone's is different, right? But 
the way that we met, the way that we got together, the way that we dated, the way that we live our lives is not a typical like nine to five life. It's very, very different. And we really have to have those conversations on what that looks like sometimes. And it's not easy. But as we were, were dating all different countries and spending time together, it, it was difficult. And I found myself still going through the grieving process and not that I, you know, would get back with my ex-husband or anything like that, but it's still a process of of dealing with the emotions and learning that you are still enough and that you you are worthy of love and you're not all the stories that you tell yourself after something that has happened that's really heartbreaking. Or when you do go through a breakup, you know, it's reminding yourself of who you are and never to steer away from who you are as a person again. And sometimes, you know, when we get into relationships, it's very easy to become something that you aren't and aren't true to your core to you know, either impress or to keep hold of that person. And, and that's not right. You should completely 100% be yourself and that person should love you for who you are. Obviously, and I've said this in, in the past, you know, if there's negative traits that is not serving you, that has shown up in different areas of your life and you can see it sabotaging, you know, areas of your life, then that's when you have to work on yourself. And, you know, I've definitely worked on not closing down because my fear in opening up and sharing and you know me like I'll be on this podcast and I'll share all day long about stuff you know but when it comes to a relationship I get very scared about opening up because in fear of being shouted at or dis or dismissed or which Luke has never done you know never dismissed me we get into heated arguments for sure but you know being shouted at or you know even being closed down to myself you know and somebody not reciprocating or talking back to me that I guess that was my fear as well. So, and it, it stemmed from being a child, honestly. So I had to work on that a lot and he would get very, very frustrated at, at you know, really struggling to get, getting me to open up if something's wrong or something's affecting me that day, it would push, push him to the limit where he would threaten, you know, ending the relationship. And then it would get me to snap out of it and really go back to working on it. And, and this kept happening various times. And then we came to the decision, well, you know, threatening isn't actually a good thing. <laughs> you know, Luke isn't perfect and I'm not perfect either. Nobody is. But we decided, you know, that approach maybe not be working very well. You know, after attending some Tony Robbins events, obviously he's been in the environment for a really long time and knows a lot of the tools and strategies and things like that. And it was so new to me. So it took me a, a while to catch up with a lot of the stuff he was talking to me about because I had no idea. So when I learned about the three C's of control, criticize or coach or close down, I'm like, oh, now this is a game changer. For men, they just don't like the three C's. You know, it's just doing all of the opposite things. Okay. So I had to learn to really be open and it and it did strain our relationship, me not being as open. And it's been a long journey in getting to that place. But more and more and more as I'm letting my guard down, which I've, I feel like it's, there's no guard there now. I am fully, you know, open to anything and everything and really wearing my heart on my sleeve as much as I can. And that's something I would urge you to do if you'd feel like you're a closed off person or you don't wear your heart on your sleeve, your joy is being stealing either way. So you're hurting either way. So why not hurt in living joyfully and expressing how you feel and, and sharing all of the emotions that you go through in life and know that it's okay. 
if someone can't handle you sharing what is wrong or what emotions you're feeling that day and not giving you love back and reassurance, then they might not be the person for you. I mean, I don't know, but if you can't share your vulnerability and what's wrong without that person coming back at you with love and respect and appreciation and giving you that certainty and they do all the opposite things. I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) Me personally, I don't know if that's a good thing. So we've definitely had our fair share of ups and downs. And when I moved over from the state, uh, sorry, when I moved from the UK to the States two and a half years ago to be with him, we, we got engaged on my 30th birthday. It'll be coming up three years this year, I think. It was a beautiful surprise. He really went out of his way. And I'll tell you another funny story. One Christmas, a few years ago, he had bought me a set of pans for Christmas. I'll let you think about that for a minute. How upset would you be? Someone got you a set of pans for Christmas. But then I thought, wait a minute. He's doing what my dad did to my mom when he proposed to her. Oh, no, sorry. Gave her, was it an eternity ring or proposed? No, it was an eternity ring for her 40th birthday. I remember it plain as day. He had put an eternity ring in the bottom of some pans because one year he, like Luke, bought my mom pans for as a gift. And she was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> you know, not really the, the gift that you give somebody on Christmas or birthday is a set of pans. Come on. And I know you guys are going to be laughing at that. So as a joke, my dad got a box of pans. I remember the look on my mom's face. It was brilliant. And she was like, you've got to be kidding me. Why, why have you bought me pans? And this is in front of a whole room full of people celebrating her birthday. And I was like, keep, keep going, keep looking. And at the bottom of it, anyway, there was a ring in one of the pans and it was a t- an eternity ring. And she about died on the floor and was laughing and crying and everything else in between. It was a beautiful moment. And clearly I remember it very, very well. Anyway, so Luke one year bought me pans for Christmas. His side of the story says, well, you know, I was just really excited that, you know, you're going to be making Christmas dinner for the first time, which it was for the first time. I was so scared. You know, it's for my mom and my dad and Luke and myself. And oh my God, I thought I'm going to burn the house down. Like, Anyway, so we thought he would buy me these pans. I'm thinking he's had a conversation with my dad and he's doing the same thing. So it was like, he it was like, wow, I've never seen this excited over pans. I'm like, oh my God. I'm looking through the plans, looking, and I'm like, so it's just pans. And he went, yeah, but what else would, would be in there? And I was like, oh, nothing. And then proceeded to, this is bearing in mind, my dad and my, and Luke had gone out the day before Christmas to go and get presents and gifts. Typical man, last minute job. What they came back with was... <laughs> I still laughing. Like one of my gifts was a spoon. <laughs> it was a spoon, a specific type of spoon that you would pick up the loose leaves of green tea and put it in this little tea thing that he got me. I'm like, thanks, babe. The next thing he got me a ring light mirror for the bathroom. So he's got a ring light th- around it and it's got a mirror in the middle and you can plug your phone into it. You can play sound through it and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm never going to use that. I actually use it every day and I freaking love it. He bought me a foot bath and then my dad bought my mom a neck massager. <laughs> it was like, well, when you sit at home, you know, you can have this neck thing on. And uh, 
And she looked at the plug and she's like, Alan, you're not going to be able to plug it in at home. This is for the States. I mean, I swear, they literally went and found just random stuff to buy for us. And anyway, it was funny. And I was like, I felt myself being disappointed, not at Luke, just I was a little bit disappointed at myself because I had these expectations and, you know, I, I kind of hinted at this beautiful Louis Vuitton bag that I had my eye on. It was the the white and gray one with little checks on it and it was pink inside. Beautiful. Loved it. And it's, you know, summery and nice and, you know, I really, really liked it. And it you know, blush pink is my color. I love it. Apart from the the jade green that's um, for the Connection Club or like a sagey green, I would say. So I was like, oh, I was disappointed in myself because I had set some expectations and and then they weren't met. And then I was a little bit, you know, different with Luke and I shouldn't have been, but it was a lesson. It's great when you can look back and, and just see all the little lessons and blessings that were in those moments. And then a few days later, my 30th birthday hits and here we are. <laughs> I woke up and the whole room is decorated with 30 and I'm like, thanks for the obvious. <laughs> I'm 30. Yay. No, I was pretty excited about it. And he decorated the whole room and it was balloons and streamers and all sorts everywhere. And he had set up a huge surprise of his parents. This is a long story short. And again, he'll be literally foaming at the mouth at, like, you've missed out their details. But he flew his parents in as a surprise and we went out for, for a little light bite and, um, they surprised me at being at this restaurant and I was like oh my god this is so exciting and my parents were already there and Faith had come into town we were you know all excited for the new year we had we planned to go to this house party on the ocean so we're all excited anyway he said look I'm going to take her off for a few hours and um, you know spoiler for her birthday and I'll see you guys later you know before the new year celebrations I'm like oh yay this would be fun so anyway he takes me to I thought I would recreate our first date, not literally with the hot tub and stuff, but, you know, come and visit here. And he had set up, set up in the watchtower, which was like four stories, looking over the ocean, beautiful. I had set my favorite champagne. I'm such a snob sometimes. I really am. But Dom Perignon champagne. Oh my God, it's so yum. I love it. He got a bottle of that and two nice glasses and I'd put little lint chocolates in there in this big ice bucket and it's my favorite champagne and chocolate I'm like I'm in heaven right now and he bought his big beautiful bouquet of roses oh my gosh the most beautiful bunch I'd ever seen and I have roses on my desk right now I love flowers I if I have flowers in every room oh my god I'm so happy but if someone buys me a big huge bunch of roses oh I'm a sucker for them. I really am. I will do anything. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we enjoyed our champagne sipping and reminiscing and just cheers into a beautiful moment. And he said, let's go down onto the beach. So we went down, you know, stood out the ocean. He was telling me how much he loved me and how much I loved him. And, you know, it's a beautiful moment. And he says, and he got me to turn around and look at the house. He says, isn't the house just so amazing? I mean, look how big it is. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm looking up at it and looking around. I'm like, it's just amazing. And Little did I, did I know he's now down on one knee and scraped the ring box out of the, out of the sand. And he's there on one knee presenting a ring to me. And I have no idea what he said. I, I honestly can't remember what he said. If you would have asked me the day after, I couldn't have told you what he said, because I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And this was like, you know, two years after dating each other, he's now down on one knee asking, asking me to marry him. And of course I said, yes, duh. 
little did I know there was photographers shooting the whole thing behind the bushes. Yeah, it was just truly an amazing moment. And then when we went back to everybody, just as the sun was setting, it was about eight o'clock at night and all of our friends and family were there and, you know, kind of announced that we got engaged and it was just a huge celebratory night. And I couldn't even get drunk because I was just so high off love and excitement. It was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. So we have our challenges, me and Luke, but the love that we have for each other, we kind of see past all the imperfections and well, at least I do. (laughs) And just try and love on him the best way I can. And, you know, there's things that happened in our past that we've both hurt each other in different ways. And, you know, sometimes that can creep up and take over. I mean, nothing serious has happened. You know what I mean? But things have been said, you know, we've done little things that can be hurtful and all of that stuff. And, you know, sometimes we've just got to remember that their intentions and their love and, you know, go back to that moment where you met your partner and what did it feel like to date them and what did you do and who you were because that's really the true version of yourself and like I said on an episode before it's remembering who you were before the world got its hand on you and this goes very much hand in hand with your relationship like who was you at the start of the relationship before the relationship got its hands on you I want you to think about that for a moment. And maybe you need to return, big word, return to that version who you were in the beginning. Because if you were like you were in the beginning, there will be no end. And hopefully your beginning was a great one. (laughs) You know, you didn't get off to a a horrible first start. But something I would encourage you to do, and I'm going to end on that note today and I just thank you for connecting with me today and and learning the backstory of me and all the little versions of me that you don't get to see or hear about. And I'm truly thankful for every listener and everybody for voting on the podcast app, all your thoughts and, and how much you love it. I really appreciate it. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and go and connect with your partner, your loved one or your significant other, or even if you're single, Really think about the person that you want in your life and really connect to it and think about it every day because I promise you, you'll manifest it. I I manifested everything about Luke and who he is and what he's about and obviously where he's from. You know, I wanted an American husband for some reason. I don't know. Only my uh, my spirit guide knows, I guess. I don't know. You know, I, I really visualized what my life looked like and I, I visualized everything that he is. So, you know, if you're single, do that. If you're with somebody, I encourage you to go back to the person you was in the beginning. It takes work, it takes practice, and you just got to let go of whatever's happened, all the stories and all the things that have been said, and just remember how amazing they are and, and how much you love them and appreciate them and show that to them. So on that note, I hope you all have a beautiful connected day and go and connect with, to your partner or your loved one. I hope you have a beautiful, blessed day. Mm-hmm.